This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the seventh Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 23rd of February. Nowadays I normally don't need the alarm clock to wake me in the morning. That's done by the 6.35 to Malaga that roars over the house. And I invariably like to listen to Radio 3, after of course I've prayed the morning offering, because it always manages to slide me gently into a new day. And I do recommend the short burst of bark before seven, which never fails to uplift. So I don't like to be jolted into the new day, but gently launched. Some of us, of course, do need more urgent wake-up calls, and oftentimes a nudge to get us moving. In life, sometimes we need jolts or shocks to make us take stock and evaluate. These sometimes come as health scares, or perhaps the kind and corrective words of a friend pointing out to us a wrong path that we may be on. Jesus often shocks us into a new level of awareness. In the Sermon on the Mount, he does this by issuing a wake-up call in his radicalization of the teaching of the prophets. He is purposely bringing the pendulum back in the opposite direction by exaggerating things the other way. He is compelling us to think that something else might be the case. As he says at the beginning regarding serving two masters, it's about mastery and slavery. He's compelling us to choose and to think about what it is that matters to us and what it is that masters us. Everyone has something that is of ultimate importance. There will be one centre of gravity in all of us, something we seek with all our hearts. Jesus is asking us to make God and God alone that focus, which doesn't mean God is calling everyone to become a monk or for everyone to lead a life of solitude with him in the desert. For some people, that is what God wants. But what he is telling us is, put God unambiguously first. Last Sunday, as I drove out of Brentwood after the Lourdes Mass, and as I came down the hill, there was a magnificent sunset with the buildings of the City of London in silhouette. That same skyline was dominated in the lifetime of many of us with the spires of Christian temples, the churches, a skyline that would have been familiar, of course, even to our English martyrs. But what dominates the skyline now are the centres of commerce, the banks and the financial institutions, the temples of Mammon, which have become the new centres of gravity for the nation, the institutions that ensure our security and happiness on earth. It isn't hard to see that, but Jesus wants us to see that life is much more than worrying about our bodies, our food, our clothing. If life is a gift from God, then it's under his loving providence. He has made us with a definite purpose in mind. He knows every molecule of our bodies, and so he can never forget us any more than a mother can forget her infant as Isaiah says in the first reading. God cannot forget anything he has made, and therefore our life has to be finally about him. If we place him first and foremost at the centre, everything else will fall into place. That's why I find those words 
very consoling. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. God first and then he will provide everything else we know and enjoy on earth. It's not either or. Christianity is both and. But our lives sadly revolve around mammon, which we allow to dominate us. When material things come into sharp focus, God goes into soft focus. If God is not in sharp focus, then material things will substitute for God and the things of God. And when that happens, we seek greater and greater happiness in stuff which by its very nature is passing and can't fulfil what we were made for. If God isn't the guiding principle of life, then we will look for more and more comfort in that which makes us more and more empty. So each year, Lent arrives at just the right moment when we need the help to put God back into sharper focus in our lives. And it begins on Wednesday. Lent teaches us how to live seeking first the kingdom of God. And I want to propose to you that we might live this Lent seeing it as the joyful springtime of our souls that it's meant to be. During this Lent, we can experience this with special intensity as we try to live with love, the boredom of our daily routine, the disappointments that we experience in everything, and the people who let us down when we let ourselves down. Again and again, we live in the dust of our failures and we feel humiliated through them. Yet on each Ash Wednesday, the Church faithfully invites us and reminds us that we are living signs of paradox. Outwardly, we carry the grey crosses of nothingness on our foreheads. Inwardly, our hearts believe that everything is already right. Outwardly, we stumble and suffer. Inwardly, our dust is already turning to Easter gold. As we begin this Lenten pilgrimage towards Easter, we turn to Mary, Mother of Hope, that she will help us to turn everything in our lives towards seeking Jesus, finding him and serving him. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that always pondering spiritual things, we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you, through Christ our Lord. Amen.